Hey everybody, welcome back to The Gong, the podcast all about sales at startups. And this season, we're taking a deep dive into my own startup, Riveter, which is like HR for the unemployed. Uh, you know, one of the cool things about the whole startup thing is that you never know exactly where your first paying customers are going to come from. Uh, you might have some hypotheses, you should have some hypotheses, but you don't know exactly who they're going to be, what they're going to want, what they're going to use your service for. And you need to kind of stay within your lanes as much as possible. Uh, you can't be all over the place, but you do need to be open to new ideas and new experiences. And that's exactly what happened to us. You know, we thought, hey, great idea. Uh, let's sell to businesses um, and businesses will provide Riveter as a severance add-on. That, for a variety of reasons, ended up pretty being pretty hard. But one business that got very excited about what we're offering is a business we never even thought about in the planning phase. And that's why it's important to get startup. But it's recruiters and placement agencies. And one agency in particular that I've spoke about previously on the podcast uh, is True Talent Group. And they got very excited when they learned about what we're working on at Riveter. And uh, they very clearly understood what it was, imagined the possibilities of how it helped them, and very quickly became one of our first paying customers. So for this episode, I want to do something a little special, which is invite Stacey Stratton, who's the founder and CEO of True Talent Group uh, and one of our first supporters, uh, onto the podcast uh, for a couple of reasons. One is I wanted to dive deeper into why she thought Riveter would help so I can better understand my customer. And so uh, you all out there can kind of understand what a typical sales conversation might look like, what a first customer might be like. Uh, but also because, you know, when you find a first customer, uh, you got to take very good care of them. Uh, Stacy has taken good care of us, and we want to do the same in return. If you are looking for work, check out True Talent Group. And if you are looking for a remarkable placement agency or recruiter to be able to fill your roles, hey, check out True Talent Group. They rock. So without further ado, enjoy my conversation with Stacy Stratton. Stacy Stratton, welcome to The Gong. Well, thanks for having me. I'm so thrilled. Uh, this is the first live episode of this caliber in season two. Um, so thank you very much for joining. Uh, I thought first, tell us about True Talent Group, uh, who you are, how you started it to give a little bit of context to the whole thing. Yeah, geez. I mean, how much time do we have here? About 30 minutes for the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, everybody, I'm Stacey Stratton. I'm the president and CEO of Minneapolis-based True Talent Group, and we're a specialized recruiting company in the areas of marketing, digital, and creative. I actually started the company uh, 12 years ago in my basement um, with no sheetrock, no carpet, no anything but a cool IKEA desk and a girl in a dream um, that just really wanted to change the way that people thought about recruiting and thought I could do it better on my own. So we're still here, and um, we're super excited to to be partnering with you guys. Yes, yeah, starting, uh, starting your company in the basement is the Midwest version of Silicon Valley's garage start. So yeah. it's, all, <laughs> it's all a different version of the same thing. Right, right, well, yeah, just taking a chance. 12 years ago, who were your first customers? Where did you land those? Wow, well, so I first started, you know, it was 2008, right? So it was a 
not the best time to be starting a recruiting company, but you know, whatever, um, nowhere to go but up, right? Um, so my first customers were actually in the sales side of things. So, you know, it was like 2008, who needs salespeople? Well, printers need salespeople, office supply products um, need salespeople. Um, so I started out doing that. Um, and then when my non-compete from my previous employer was up in 2009, that I went back to um, my creative marketing digital folks. And at that point, um, some of my old clients came back to me and my first client was Medtronic. So, nice. yeah. So it was, it was all from the network sort of reaching out to people. You yeah, like. absolutely. It's all relationships, right? So I'm, I'm curious. So 2008, you already had that moment of starting a recruiting company in at the time, the worst recession in a hundred years. And then mm -hmm. here we are again, you and I got introduced in the context of the next worst recession in a hundred years. Uh, what's it like being a recruiter right now? What are some of the, the biggest challenges you have in your industry over the last four months and the next who knows how long? Yeah. Um, thanks for asking. Well, so I, you know, I've been doing this for 17 years. So I originally started in 2003 and that wasn't a great time either. Um, and then, you know, launched my company in 2008. Um, and then now here we're in like the craziest year ever. So, you know, a couple months ago, we were at the lowest unemployment ever at 3%. And now, you know, we're at over 10% unemployment. So um, I think it's just been the craziest curveball that we've seen. And I think the, the hardest part, I think, is, is that we just don't know what's coming, right? So we saw, you know, COVID and, and we thought we'd be post-COVID. And now we're looking at the industry and saying, are we coming back? Are, are we not coming back? Like, is this going to be a gradual thing? Is it not? There's so much, you know, up in the air. And then we had the George Floyd incident um, happen. And really here in Minneapolis, things just really were just terrible. So every day, you know, we were just kind of sitting and waiting to see what would happen. But through that, the company, you know, our thing has been like, this has been, so lots of, you know, really sad, un unfortunate things going on, right? But in that time is that we were able to take a look of like, okay, what processes do we need to shore up? Um, what do we need to take a look at our business that needs to be done that we wouldn't ever have time to do this? So we were focusing on marketing. We had much more time to talk to our clients. We were focusing on all things businesses, processes, like how can we shore things up that, so that when we get back to this time um, where we're going to see a recovery, that we are in a better spot than ever before. I love so, that. So you take I, it as a moment to sort of reset, recalibrate, refocus. Yeah. When, I mean, that's the thing is like, when else in the time are you going to have that time to really take a look and say, okay, all right, who are we going to be? How are we going to get out of this? And what do we need to do to make sure that, you know, we'll come back stronger than ever. So on that point, it was really great. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely been challenging, but I think there's also with every challenge, there's innovation and a lot of great that comes out of it too. Yeah. Uh, so I want to ask you one last question about your sales and then turn over to the candidates. How are you now at a time when recruiting has been frozen by a lot of companies and maybe in fits and starts is starting to come back? How are you now thinking about uh, sales, outreach to new customers, upselling old customers? What's your, what's your goals there? What's your thought process like there? How should other companies uh, either in your space or otherwise be thinking about 
selling? Is it super ambitious and let's get right back to where we were in January or, or July of last year? Is it, well, just get any win you can for whatever you can. Where, where are you guys at with that? Yeah, that's another great question. Well, I think every company operates differently, right? But ours is really to stick back to our core values. And so our company's goals, like many, are just to survive the rest of the year. So it's, you know, I mean, I've had a lot of people even, you know, selling to me and I'm like, guys, it's just not the right time. So I think that we have to remember that everybody is experiencing things that we have not gone through. And so going back to our core values, it's being real, it's being personalized, it's being meaningful. Um, so we're not like sales at all costs at all. It's like, how can we support you in your business? How can we be a resource for you? How can we be ready when you're ready to come back? And so that's the way we're looking at it. We are starting to see opportunities coming back. Um, our opportunities aren't at the level that they were pre-COVID, of course. But, you know, again, our goal is just to get through to 2020. <laughs> And, and then, you know, next year will be a whole new story, but really just to help and support our customers in any way that we can. So we're having a lot more conversations and we definitely have business, but it's not nearly at the level before. And I certainly don't want somebody, you know, um, hounding people in the, the time where, where they just don't need the, you know, salespeople can sometimes already look at as knowing enough, but you know, so this time it's just, again, like to help coach, consult, anything that anybody needs. And we're here for you when you're ready. Well, you think recruiters are hurt bad. Imagine salespeople who are quota-based and just all of a sudden evaporated, right? When I was right, right before COVID, we were working at my last company, the self-driving car company, we were working on some huge deals that were in the bag. I mean, the contract, literally Monday, I had a call and I was like, yeah, yeah we'll sign the contract tomorrow. And then tomorrow, Tuesday, I had a call and it was over absolutely yeah. total freeze gone. Um, yeah. so being, and I probably made the mistake of being a little too pushy then saying, Oh, like, what if we did this? What if we tried this? Uh, cause it's, it's scary to lose all that. Uh, at one absolutely. Moment. Absolutely. And you know, that is one of the biggest, um, challenges that our clients are facing when we're talking to them is like, how do I keep salespeople motivated during a time where they're not making all this commission that they used to. Right. So how do we keep them on um, but knowing that, you know, business is down, things are tough for everybody. We're just trying to survive. So um, I just had that conversation with a client the other day. I was like, how do I keep my salespeople? But knowing that, you know, they're making half of what they were making. So, yeah, but you uh, really, you know, I'm not, a, and maybe take this out of the recording, but I mean, I'm just not a fan of like the push stuff. It's like, I'm here as a knowledge, just like Riveter, right? Like we're here, you know, to be knowledgeable, to consult and say, here's what I would do. Here's what I wouldn't do. Take this information, do whatever you want. And if you need us, great. We'd love to help. And if you, if not, that's okay too. And that, I don't know, that's really what's worked for us is really just relationships and helping people and doing the right thing. Cause yeah. it always will come back to you in business. Always, always. You mentioned uh, a minute ago that a lot of people are coming to sell to you and you're like, guys, it's not the right time. Um, I will, I will tell them that one company did get through, uh, Riveter did manage to, to give you something that, that was valuable enough. Um, give me, give us a little bit of context about what it's like for, for a recruiting company right now in a time of peak unemployment and what the relationship, interaction, communication is like between you and the millions of people in your backyard who lost their jobs. And then that can be a lead into sort of some of the things you were trying to do for them and how Riveter fit in. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking. Well, so this is a really trying time for people, right? Lots of people lost their jobs during um, COVID. And so it's just heartbreaking, right? So we've never had, we've gone from not having enough candidates to having more candidates than we know what to do with. So it's just heartbreaking. And looking for a job is a really, I would say it's the hardest thing anyways, right? You know, it's your livelihood. So um, again, it's, it's just been really tough seeing all the people that were affected by COVID um, and just what's everything that's been going on in 2020. So again, we have more candidates than ever before. And how Riverter kind of got through us is, well, not how you, how you kind of, how you did, is that we're like always like, how can we help these people, right? So we know right now that our clients aren't hiring and we're, we're interviewing and we're putting them in pockets so that when, you know, our clients are ready, we're ready with the best people. But unfortunately, like if our clients aren't hiring, there's nothing we can do. So, you know, our thing is we never want somebody to leave an experience with us without us helping them in one way, shape or form. And so when you guys came to us at Riveter, we're like, wow. And not only was it just um, just help, but it was also like all this cohesive help about finance and fitness and and therapy and all and help with in so many different ways. And I think that like being unemployed is one of the hardest things that anybody ever has to go through. This was totally unexpected for so many people. And for us, it was just a no brainer when you came to, because it's like, you're here to help people. You're not really here to sell something. You're here, here to really just make a difference. So, um, it was a no brainer for us. So, um, and with that partnership, we were able to um, have 61 people sign up and, and the emails and everything that people came back, people are like, wow, super grateful. Thank you so much for helping us. And, um, we won't forget this. So, um, it just, just kind of just goes back to doing good. Right. So yeah, so uh, thank a- you for, <laughs> for starting Riveter. I mean, it's amazing. So thank you so much. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to do it. I started it to solve my own problem. I was laid off. It really, really sucked. And there was nowhere to go, nothing to do. Um, so uh, there had to be one, one place, sort of one, one hub of, of intelligence, of resources, of support, of positivity. And that's, that's what we're trying to build. There's this uh, great line I really like about startups, which is like the early customers. Some of the first customers are those that absolutely get value out of the product as it is today but they also like want to be on board this, this pirate ship. They want to be on board this journey. They want to like, they see something else because you know your problems so much better than we know your problems. We're, we're trying to figure them out, but you've been living them for, for 17 years. I'd love to better understand like when you think, hey, yeah, like let's do Riveter because right now it does this, but it can grow into this and I want to be around for that. Like what's your... Was there anything that sort of sparked in our many conversations or, or everything that you saw about us that's like, you know what, this is where it could go. This is where it should go. This is where, this is the, the, the progress I want to be around for. You know, that's really hard, Adriel, because I feel like it was still new. We're still in that, in that, you know, new stage with you guys. But I'll tell you, one of the things that just first sparked with me was the fact that it wasn't just about here, let's help you with your resume. Like, cause there's so many things, right? Like there's the people who help with resumes. Then there's the people who help with coaching. Um, rarely does anybody call it therapy, which amen to you. Thank you for doing that because it's one of the hardest times. And I even remember when I've been unemployed, like, 
you know, like, how do I get through today? Like, well, I got to get up and go to the gym like any other day. And like, I got to, you know, again, like treat this like a full-time job. And it can be so, just so heartbreaking and just so demoralizing, you know, when you're looking for a job. So I love that you had all of these things in one place instead of somebody being like, we'll say, well, go call this person, then call that person, then go this person, you know, so it's all in one place. And that was just absolutely amazing with all these specialized partners that you have. So um, where it goes, not sure at this point, but I'm just really glad that you're here. We'll find out together then, Stacey. We'll have to figure it's it out. It's going to be great. It's, it's going to be great. great. We'll, we'll figure it out day by day. It's going to be great. Uh, how do you, uh, in, in tough times or hard, you said you have a lot of people that do sell to you normally and maybe now not the right time, but a year ago or a year from now, you're always looking at new things. How do you make like buying decisions? Are you, do you have like a list of problems and then you go out and source vendors that are going to solve them? Or do you just read every email that comes in and say, yeah, this one works, this one doesn't work. How do you go about buying new, new products to, to serve True Talent Group? Yeah, great question. So typically, you know, I hate to say it, but you know, I get like 600 emails a day. So I really scan things really quickly and I, I, I know the sales email by now and sorry, I'm a salesperson. So, um, but I really, I really just kind of delete. Um, the way that I make buying decisions or that we do at, as a company at TTG is really what are our business goals and what is needed. And when we look at what is needed, it's typically who do we know within our referral network or who can, who can recommend us. Just kind of going back to like when you're buying on Amazon, right? Like, you know, you search five stars, and like within one day, you know, things like that, that doesn't work. Then you go, okay, four stars, you know, like two days, things like that. So it kind of starts for us is like, who do you know? And, um, and luckily that's how you were brought um, to us by Michael um, was a referral that you guys had worked together. So I would say, you know, 90% of our buying decisions are, are made by referral. Like we need this, who do you know that can provide that? You guys just happen to come at a time where we didn't, know that we needed to provide it, but it just made so much business sense to do it um, because we actually weren't even aware of the product. But I get a million emails a day about, you know, custom, you know, software and things like that, you know, and, um, and resourcing and offshoring and, and things like that and office supply products and, you know, payroll vendors and things like that. And, you know, that stuff, you know, again, too, just, you know, you can just get so overwhelmed with that. But I think how you got through us, it was a referral. It was a brand new product that, that also spoke to us, spoke to our core values. It spoke to us as a company. Um, a couple of the emails that we got back with says, said, this is so on brand for you guys. So, um, so I think that's really, you know, when you're out selling is taking a look at, you know, doing the research, like, is it on brand for that company? Does it make sense for them right now? Um, who do I know who can get me um, to a contact there? I think, you know, and make it a warm lead instead of just like a, you know, blasting out a thousand emails. Yeah, you got to do the work. A lot of people just find that you like get, get somebody in, uh, in, in India to find you a thousand emails, put them all into a CRM and send out a copy paste email. And that doesn't get, and then they're surprised. And poof, like, magic. Yeah. Yeah, billion dollar business right away. Like you got to do the work. Like every time I reach out to somebody with the cold message, you know, it's not always possible to get a referral, but every time I looked at their 
the LinkedIn company page. They have their values. I reached out and I said, hey, Johnny, I saw your values are one, two, and three. I think like we really fit value number two. Uh, this is how I saw you've done this before. What do you think? And it takes, I don't know, 15 minutes per email or per outreach or per LinkedIn message. So it's kind of a long time if you're going to try to do 30 of them in a day, but also your response rate's a lot higher. The, the uh, genuine nature of the, the, the email or the message is a lot higher. It's, it stands out across the crowd. You know, that's it. That's the biggest thing. I think oh, I, I know that, you know, a lot of companies operate on these huge quotas of, you, you know, you've got to send like a thousand emails and make a hundred phone calls and things like that. But for our business and um, a lot of businesses that we do business with, it comes down to relationships and building that. And, and I, and that takes time. Just like you said, it's like, how do, how do we fit with you? How are we going to make you a better company? Um, how are we going to help and support you and, and do the right thing by you? Not, not just because it, it does well by us, but I think taking that time to research. And one of the things that for us as a company is doing business with is, would we want to, you know, take that person out for a coffee or a cocktail? Would we want to actually get to know that person more? Um, and, you know, you kind of just know, like, these are my people, but it takes a while to get there. And I think that's a well-invested time instead of just the blast of, you know, you know, say a wish and a prayer and, and hope somebody picks up the phone. Because at the end of the day, that person who probably picks up the phone isn't the right client. So doing uh, yeah. all the right things. You know, I'll just tell you even somebody like yesterday too that I interviewed, and this happens a lot. I was like, how did you, how, how did you get referred to TTG or whatever? And it's by another business owner. And, you know, it was just kind of like, because of that business owner that I respected, you know, I spent time with this person just said, how can I help you? But I think that's really going back to like LinkedIn makes it possible, right? To, did you go to school together? You know, so sometimes on that, I'll be like, hey, fellow Blue Gold, um, you know, did, did you work at the same company? Do you know, you know, 55 of the same connections? Do you, you can tell by their writing, like, oh, you know, you know, we speak this same language or just like we have so many people in common. Yeah, I've, like I've tried that one. We, hey, we both speak English. Buy my product. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't Perfect. say I've had great results, but it, it works sometimes. Check. Yeah, check. Find common ground, right? At Sales 101. That's absolutely, you know, I think the thing that going back to like people hang around with people that are like them, right? And that they feel, and, and there's groups of people who like have commonalities, right? Just like, you know, in all the different areas of your life. So how can you find commonality with that person? And by the way, do they need your product? Like we, we needed it. Like it was, it was something that, you know, we we're just like, how do we help all of these people in this time where we can't, we can't help them, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Stacey, one, one final question for you today, but COVID, uh, it's, it's COVID related sort of. It's okay. been, it's been quite a change agent, maybe an accelerant for a lot of different things, right? Things that nobody thought would be possible in January, all of a sudden in July are things that are impossible to be without. For, for you and, and True Talent Group and, and the business you've spent almost two decades building, what do you hope becomes true? What do you hope changes about your business or your industry? What do you hope evolves uh, after, after we come out of this, uh, this COVID haze? Oh, man. Yeah, can we be done with this? 
you know, that's, um, yeah, I know. Right. You know, and it's just new information every day. I think what I've seen on the company side and you just even for our own business is, you know, we started out as a virtual company and I never wanted to get bricks and mortar. Um, but then we kind of did and grew and whatever. And, and then it made a lot more sense for us. Um, but what I have known, um, through this now is that we can definitely be a lot more efficient. Um, we also used to interview every single person in person and now, you know, zoom meetups, you know, you name it has made our work a lot more efficient. So we can reach a lot more people than we ever could before. And we're doing in business in a lot more markets than we ever did. So that actually has brought some great opportunity. I'm also seeing a lot of our clients who used to be butt in the seat, if you will, um, those CEOs now saying, wow, it is possible, uh, where they would never, never have done that. And that was a barrier for work because flexibility is a huge thing for people these days. And it's going to continue to be a huge thing as now we don't know what's going to happen with the schools and if there's going to be a pushback, pullback, you know, what's going to happen next. So, so flexibility is always been huge, but it's more important than ever before. So I think companies are figuring out that we can have a remote workforce. Um, we can hire people from different um, states, which I have clients doing that have never done before. Um, and so I think that there's a whole lot of good on that. Um, personally, post, post COVID or whatever this, you know, all of this has been post 2020, I'm looking forward to smiles. I'm just looking forward to people smiling again. Um, it's just been so much um, heartbreak and ruthless and injustice and um, everybody's scared, right? And just, just a lot of tough things happening. So I'm just personally looking forward to, like, I'm just a very much like, let's make the most of today. All we have is today, one foot in front of each other. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to smiles. I'm looking forward to people being happy again. Awesome. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take that and I'll double it. Uh, Stacy, this made me very happy if that helps Aww. at all. So thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you very much for joining. And uh, where can people find you and True Talent Group if they want to learn more or use your resources? A lot of, a lot of unemployed folks listening to this. Uh, where yeah. should they go? Well, thanks for having me and thanks for doing what you're doing, Adriel. You really are making a difference. It's really amazing. Keep up the great work. If you're interested in True Talent Group or getting a hold of me, our website is true, just like it sounds, T-R-U-E, talentgroup.com. Um, that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. Or you can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, all the, all the usual socials. So thanks all, so much. All, all the places. We'll link to it all. And Stacy, thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening. Again, my name is Adriel. I'm the CEO and founder of Riveter. You can find me at alubarski2 all over the internet. Uh, you can find Riveter at RiveterWorks all over the internet, LinkedIn, Twitter, our website, RiveterWorks.com. And if you've got any ideas, advice, thoughts, uh, if you just want to reach out and say hello, uh, you can find me, Adriel, at RiveterWorks.com. Good luck and uh, happy selling.